0: Whew. We're going to have fun this morning, guys. You know, I saw a statistic, okay? I, lo- I love stats, all right? If you're a coach, you've you got to love stats because that's what it's all about. So I love stats. I love this one. This is good. It said that one out of every three people, one out of every three people are born really great-looking. So I want you to look to the left and right and say, I'm the one. <laughs> that ain't right, is it? Shana's already looking at me. I I know when I say something wrong, I get that look from Shana. I'm going, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. If you would turn to Exodus chapter 15, I'm going to go fast this morning. I've got a lot to say, and we've got... Some prayer time is coming. It's more important than what I have to say. See, you came here today to hear the Word of God. But you've also come to see the Word of God in action. Because we come to church to see the fire fall, to see people get healed, restored, saved, set free, to see the chains fall off, That's when we come. Exodus 15, somewhere around verse 20 we'll start. Then Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel in her hand. And all the women went after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord, for He has triumphantly gloriously the horse and its rider He has thrown into the sea. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea And they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they had came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of this place was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord. And the Lord showed him a tree when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance with them, and there he tested them, and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, give ear to His commandments and keep all the statutes, I will put, I will put none of the diseases of Egypt upon you, for I am the Lord who heals you." The children of Israel murmured against Moses. When you go through a wilderness experience, what's in your heart will come out. Matthew 12.34 says, "...out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks." So they were complaining, and the complaining came out, but crying to the Lord came out of Moses. There's a vast difference complaining on one end and crying out to the Lord on the other end. Moses talked to God because he had a plan. God has a plan. He has a plan for them and He has a plan for you this morning. God had water. I'm going to say that again. God has water. Are you ready for a drink? They call the place Mara. It means bitter water or bitterness. Three day run out of the Red Sea. How many of you know in three days out in the desert, you get a little thirsty? And all of a sudden, they ran and they saw the water and it had to look so awesome to them. And all of a sudden, they got there. They tasted of it. And the water was bitter. And they became bitter. Bitter means angry, hurt, resentful, envy, Strife means a sense of unjust treatment. Bitterness is when you're not looking forward to nothing. Bitterness is when all hope fades in your life. Bitterness is when you stay at home from church and you decide, well, maybe I just don't need to go this Sunday. Maybe I don't need to go to that Bible study. I just feel not right because I'm bitter. You become angry. You become hurt. But God hears the cries of His people. Don't ever think for a second that when you cry out to God, there's a deaf ear because God is listening. The Word says, Job said, I cried out and the Lord delivered me. Jonah was in the belly of the fish and he cried out and the Lord delivered him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fiery furnace and Jesus showed up. Just in time. Is somebody crying here this morning? Because Jesus is in this place today just for what you're going through. When the devil tells you you can't, it's impossible. You won't. It's over. It's time to cry out to the Lord and see the provision that God has for you. We read just a second ago a test. I don't know about you. I had a thing about tests when I was growing up. Anybody like tests? All right. If you do, something's coming for you. I mean, hold on. (laughs) I mean, I never liked a test. Amen? And we read in there and said, He tested them to see if they would pass or fail. I took a class in college one time because it was hard. It was anatomy and physiology is back when they were all in one. And it was a very difficult class. And, and you could take it at that time, take off for this deal, pass or fail. You didn't get a grade, but you got completion of it. And, and I'm telling you guys, I worked hard. And, and I got the grade, and it said P. And I did a little dance, I did a little shuffle, because I passed, amen? Let me tell you what, when we pass the test, okay, then it's time to praise Him. But I'll tell you this, it's time to praise Him before you get into the test. And one time, I heard John Hagee say, he, he went up and asked this glass guy, I mean, blow the glass, you know, beautiful vase, and I mean, it's a magnificent piece of work. And, and John Hagee asked him, he said, when do you know? that it's done. I mean, when do you know that it's perfect? And he said, oh, when it sings. And he said, when it sings, he said, yeah, I just wet my finger and take it and run around the top. And if it's ready, it begins to sing. Sometimes we stay in the test a lot longer than we should because we don't sing out and praise God. Give the Lord a praise this morning. Amen. We read a test. In this world, we will have tribulation. There's no getting out of it. But, Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Amen? There's so many things going on in the world today. I see so many broken relationships. So many broken promises. I see people that have failed and quit. I see dreams shattered. That's bitter waters it's amazing how fast sometimes we go from praising just like what was in here isn't that an awesome praise time this morning Uh, man those guys were set ablaze Wow, I can sit back down and watch fire just shooting down on them but it's amazing how we go from praising to complaining and then from complaining, complaining to bitter God showed Moses a tree I want to share something right here, just kind of break away. The tree was always there. But see, sometimes when you walk into a place of bitterness, you can't see the provision of God, and it's right before you. Because all of a sudden, you look, and you're looking in a mirror all the time of hurt and pain and anger and resentful and unforgiveness. Bitterness blinds you. Moses saw the tree. And the Lord said, throw it into the water. So Moses went over and grabbed the tree. Threw it in the water. And it says in the Word, and the water became sweet. You know, I read that, and I, and I was up early this morning just going over the Scripture and, and about 5.30 or 6... All of a sudden, the Lord, it was like He was dealing with me on how we put God in such a small box. See, in man's eyes, you look at a pool of of bitter water that nobody could drink it. And they were starving for a drink. Their animals were starving for a drink. And they were crying out and crying out. And man would put God in a box and go, no one could do this. How could anybody turn something that's bad into something that is good? And God said, watch me. Learn. You're crying out. I hear your cry. Watch, he grabs hold of the tree. Guys, we need to grab hold of the tree this morning. Amen? And he threw it in the water, and the waters became sweet. God planted a tree before they got there. See, I really believe that that tree was planted years and years and years before that. And God had one purpose for that tree as all. He planted a tree that they would have sweet water. See, He planted a tree for you. Before you get home today, the tree's already been planted. Before you ever thought about Jesus, He planted a tree for you. Before you ever became ill or disease hit upon you, God planted a tree for you. Before you were ever financially broke in your life, God planted a tree for you. Before you became hurt, angry, and bitter, the Lord said, I planted a tree for you. Open your eyes to see it. I remember one time, A lot of years ago now, but I still remember it like it was yesterday. Sean and I were in a business, and the business folded. And the oil business had crashed. There was no jobs around. And so so a guy called me. God had planted a tree. And he said, man, I I know you used to be a coach. Would you like to coach again? Man, I, I, I was ready to do anything. Amen? I hadn't coached in 13 years. And I was like, well, I don't even know what it would be like, but I'll go for it. Surely I can do that. And so he said, well, come on down. And I said, good. And so Sean and I, we packed up our bags. He was ready for a coach because he didn't have a, a, quote, football player our coach that could coach soccer. That was usually is not the case. But in my background, that was the case. And so we took off to go down there and... and Here's what we rode down in. We rode down. Charlotte <laughs> smiling. We rode down in this car that was as long as this stage. It was an old Ford station wagon. And it was so long, guys. This the back of it, Shauna had all them kids that she kept. And the <laughs> seats, the seats. The seats set across from each other. I don't know if you've ever seen one or not, but they didn't sit like this, you know. They set across where the kids could fight all the time so you could have more fun. <laughs> but we drove down in that car, and, and what you did, you stopped and filled it up with oil and check the gas. And, and, I mean, that thing would blow smoke. I'd come up to football workout, and that thing, I'd go, oh, Lord, no. Lord, no. And he'd go, whoom! And all of a sudden, smoke would just... They thought I was the mosquito repellent guy. Amen? I mean, it was so bad. And the reason we went down in this old car is because we lost everything that we own. We lost our home. We lost our automobiles. We didn't have nothing but the love of Jesus. <laughs> I remember that morning... We got in the car, all three of the kids, and it looked like the Clampets going to Houston. <laughs> we had it so packed down, and, and we had this old truck that we were pulling, and I mean, uh, my dad was driving, and, and, and I looked at Shauna, and I said, these words, we're about to have the greatest adventure of our life. I said, let's pray. See, guys, I believe that we're in a choice between making a decision to praise God and go forth with Him and let the fire fall and let us roll. Or we can sit in a hole and complain all the time and it does nothing. Amen? Come on, give Him a praise if you're going to praise Him. That is the truth. He planted a tree for Sean and I. It was the greatest experience. It was quite an experience. <laughs> Moving from Bronx to Houston is an experience. Amen? But it was a great experience. I ended up going to Prairie View A&M. If you know anything about Prairie View A&M, there was nine of us on campus that wasn't African American. (laughs) I never enjoyed an education in my entire life that I got there. Those men and women that taught us were so awesome, guys, because they had to go through life experiences that I never had to. And they taught us. And they taught us well. And, and I remember God planted a tree to see provision. More provision came down because, remember, we had nothing. And all of a sudden, in coaching two years, I got a phone call. I had my master's then, and, and I never will forget I answered the phone. And she said, uh, this is Sherry Fisk. I'm the new principal at Watkins Junior High, and I'm hiring an assistant principal. And would you come over and apply for the job? And I'm like, I only had three years of teaching experience. You don't get to be a assistant principal, amen? With three. Is that not true? Amen? I mean, you talk about them. Shauna's going, oh, please, God, I've been praying for more money. And I'm like, well, okay. You know, set your wife praying for more money and jobs will come open, amen? And so all of a sudden I go over there and, and she said, man, you're exactly what I'm looking for. And I thought, are you talking to me? You know, she needs. We need somebody. It's a bouncer. Now I knew that terminology a long time ago, and I looked at her and I said, "Ma'am," and she said, "We need somebody that can get tough, and you're the guy." If I'd have known what she meant, I'd have ran out that door backwards. Amen. Whoo. It was a tough school. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. It was it was an experience. When you say you're going for an adventure and you tell God I'm ready for an adventure, get ready. <laughs> get ready. You're gonna get it. A tree was planted. <laughs> I'm having fun this morning. Amen. Shouldn't we have fun? Man. When we become bitter we are saying, Lord, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. When we say, Jesus, I trust You, and grab hold of the tree, sweetness begins in your life. Scripture says, if you obey Me, I will put none of the diseases that I put upon Egypt on you. You know, you look at that and you go, wow, what were the diseases? See guys, it was the disease of the heart. Okay? And let me explain that. The first thing that happened in Egypt They became hard-hearted. They became bitter. They became angry. Hatred was all upon them. Revenge came upon them. That's issues of the heart that the Lord said, I'm not going to put any of these on there. Will you praise me? Will you just praise me? Years ago, I was in a... In a, in a meeting, and I was pastoring over at Trinity Fellowship, and I come ready to fire off the stage. We had about forty or fifty people we were praying for, and uh, man, was I excited! And I jumped off the stage, and and about younger days, and and so I reached to just lay hands on. So I just want to lay hands on somebody. I felt the anointing that morning, man. I was just, and you know, all of a sudden, the Lord yelled "Stop! I'm in midair, guys." <laughs> you know. And all of a sudden, I stopped, and I'm standing there, and and I'm right in front of this lady, and I bet she thought, "Hey, I'm here," you know, and I just stopped, and I backed up right against the podium. I said, "Yes, Lord." He said, "You need to lay hands on no man suddenly. You need to hear me. She's here because of a disease, but that's not the disease. I want you to pray over." And all of a sudden, the Lord showed me everything about that lady's life. So I stepped up right in her face, and I said, Ma'am, this is the issue in your life. It's not the disease. And all of a sudden, she just looked at me crying, tearfully crying. All of a sudden, all the bitterness and the anger walked away from that lady. Was like that. And then all of a sudden, she goes, I'm, I'm healed. I can feel it. I'm healed. And she was healed instantly. See, guys, matters of the heart, okay, keep us from being physically healed sometimes, okay? Psalm, I mean, verse 26, it says, For I am the Lord who heals you. Luke 4.18, that's my, somebody asked me the other day, what is your favorite scripture? And it was Jesus' first sermon in a place in Nazareth in his It's a small little rock church. Very, very small. And he opened up and he says, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. Amen? I've come to heal the brokenhearted. How many of you have ever done a mass walk or been to an mass walk? Okay. I was asked to work, um, be a clergy member on a mass walk for women. And I declined three or four in a row because I didn't really that wasn't my, my I didn't think that was my thing Okay, God told different about my thing but, so I walked in there and I never will forget walking in the room and I'm about to get up and speak and so I walk up to the podium and I'm looking out over these about 60 or 70 women and my heart was breaking I mean I can't explain it to you But I was looking out at all these ladies that had broken hearts, broken relations, pain in the past. And And it messed me up so much I had to just stop. I mean, I ended up weeping before I could talk because there's so many out there right now, men and women, with broken hearts. And Jesus said, I have come to heal you, to set you free. The tree represents the cross on Calvary. Jesus was hung. Jesus took all, all, everybody say all. All. Our sins our bitterness, brokenness, pain, heartache, suffering, illness on His shoulders upon that tree. Jesus came to point us to God the Father, and He came to give us life. Verse 27, I want to read that for you right quick. Then they came to Eliam, where there were twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees. So they camped out there by the waters. See, sometimes I said they couldn't see the tree because God was making provision. See, it was a test, the waters of bitterness. Okay? Just like you're tested sometimes. Because you are going to go through tests, we're going to go through tribulation. And when you go through tribulation, look for the answer through the word of God, through the Holy Spirit, because he's there waiting to show you there's a tree been planted. And Jesus hung on that tree for everything that we will ever go through. 27 verse 27 says, in a place of provision, 12 wells and 70 palm trees. 12 wells, not just a pool of water but twelve wells representing an abundance for everybody. And seventy palm trees that meant there was shade and food in abundance for everybody. See, the provision was, if we go through this place, and I'm going to praise God because God's got provision on the other side of the trial. In 2 Kings 6, Elisha went with some lumberjacks out to find some trees. They were called the sons of prophets. And if you look at it and study it, he wasn't all that inspired about going, but he did. And so he goes down there with them, and they're chopping down trees. And you know the story. One of the sons of the prophets, the axe head came off. It was a barred axe. The axe head went into the water, sunk into the lois. It was on the Jordan River. If you've ever been to the Jordan River, it's nasty. They have one place cleared out, and it's really nice. That's where they do all the baptisms. And that's pretty nice. But the rest of it, if you walk the Jordan River some, it's dirty, it's nasty. It kind of reminded me of the Concho River sometimes. And all of a sudden you see that axe head. What it represents is our lives. That axe head went down to the bottom. The bottom is where the mud is. Is where nothing will grow. It's nasty down there. And what did Elisha do? He goes over, cuts a limb off, takes the limb over and says, where did it throw in? And he threw the limb right where it was and all of a sudden, God is not in a box. And a 10-pound piece of steel floats to the top. Listen to me. But it's clean. See, when Jesus calls, you might have been in the worst place of the worst time, in the worst bitterness, the hatred, anger in your whole life. And Jesus planted a tree for you. And all of a sudden, you come up, and there ain't no mud on you. There ain't no dirt. All of that's been washed away by the blood of Jesus. And you come up clean, ready to be used by God. Amen? Give Him a praise. called by God I want to share something with you so if you see me looking down reading all this Lord gave me this and so hold on we are called by God to grab on to that tree to hear to hold on to Jesus hold on to the call of God he has called every single person in this room I'm not telling you he's called everybody in here to preach the gospel, but he has called everybody in here because you've got a testimony. And if you hadn't got a testimony about Jesus, wait till afterwards, and after the service, you're going to have a testimony about Jesus. He's called, call, he's calling you this morning. God sent Jeremiah to the temple in the 19th chapter of uh, Jeremiah. It says that he went into the temple to see Pasher the governor. Pasher slapped him in the face, took him out, and said, "Put him in irons. Put him in. Put him in the stockade. Put him in the torture rack." And they put him in the torture rack. You gotta understand. There's nobody in the Bible that was called even any more than Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1.5 says, I formed you in the belly. I knew you before you came out of the womb. I sanctified you. I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. 1.7, you shall go up where I send you. Whatever I command you, go and you shall speak. 1.8 says, Don't ever fear men. I am with you to deliver you. Jeremiah knew he was called. If there's anyone in the Bible, Jeremiah knew the call of God. He understood the call of God. He was called before He was in the womb. It says, rise up and speak everything I say to you. Be afraid of no man. Don't be impressed with their smiles. Don't be afraid of their frowns. God made a promise. In one eighteen it says, I have made you a defense city, surrounded you with iron and brass walls, Fear no man except my call. It's so important today to remember the call of God that God put on your heart. Don't doubt the call on your heart. Please listen to my words. I was called at 17 to preach the gospel. I walked to a puppet in a youth meeting where certain individuals had Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I could not speak. I could hit you. I could throw. I could run. But I could not speak. That was my brother's. My brother was a state champion in debate. Orator. Won every play contest that there ever was. I never spoke. I didn't have to. He spoke all the time. And I'm just there. I had Wednesday night. Nobody showed up much on Wednesday night, Avenue D Baptist Church. And I was going, this is good. Probably me being the preacher. Well, some wise guy told all the guys in school, hey, Randy's going to be preaching. So I walked out. The pastor prayed for me. And I walked out and I looked. And I'm telling you, I didn't have I had buzzards in my throat. Right? I didn't have butterflies. They were bigger than that. I mean, I'm standing there going, this ain't right. Nobody shows up on Wednesday night. And I never will forget. I'm so scared about that. I can't think. I can't hear. And I walked up the pulpit, laid my hands on the pulpit, and I heard these voices audibly and loud. And it said, Preach my gospel. And I jumped backwards because I thought Mark Gilstrap had put a microphone or something under there. He was my best friend. Oh, he's messing with me pretty good. And I jumped back. And everybody's just looking at me like I fell off of a stone or something. And I'm looking and there was nothing there. So I stepped back up and I heard this soft voice that says, preach my gospel. Well, wow. see, I didn't take that call. I took another call. Because see, if you don't take the call of God, Satan's got another call. And it'll be an adventure that you won't forget. So I took his call. I made my life lined out to break all the commandments. Not just one. All of them. I married... Son I went on a blind day. Amen. Man, well, I did good. Wow. Whew. I married way over my head, God. All right? I was an alcoholic, had a bleeding ulcer. I quit drinking right as we got married. We didn't for three months and we got married. I had to quit drinking. Because I was going to town, and I drank a half a fifth whiskey in 20 minutes. And I stepped out of the vehicle on that old dirt road out there 40 miles from town. I didn't feel good, and it wasn't like, well, alcohol, something else happened. And all of a sudden, I started throwing up blood until I was covered from here to my boots. Everything I had on was covered with blood. And I yelled out. I cried out to God that I knew when I was 17. And it stopped. So I and I got married. Listen, somebody in here is sitting where I was then. I didn't think God would allow me back in the church. I had so much bitterness, so much anger. Even after marrying the most wonderful woman, godly woman that was ever around, I would go to church. I'd make excuses. I would go to work 10 hours on Sunday to keep from going to church with her and the kids. One day I came in. I said, Bill and Carol Simmons are preaching. And I said, come on, let's go to church. She didn't care where it was, what it was, or who it was. She jumped up and had the two kids dressed and ready. In about 10 minutes, lady, I mean, it was fire in that house. You know? <laughs> and all of a sudden, we go out and I heard a message. Billy preached on the love of Jesus Christ all of a sudden it was like all those years that were lost God said I'm taking and bringing them back to you I've done away with all that I don't remember that anymore now you have a fresh start I could feel the call again And three weeks later we had the high school class And I was teaching. I didn't even know Genesis from Revelation. Amen. I had to study hard, guys. I'm telling you, I was studying eight hours a day, trying to keep up from the three kids. Only had three kids. And then all of a sudden, those three went from three to 65 in about six weeks. We had 65 kids in the youth group. And one of those guys that came out of that youth group is sitting back there. Now he's the leader of all the children and youth in this church. Amen. God has a plan and a call for your life. Jeremiah was in a bad place. Guys, you can't understand this place that Jeremiah was in. Here he was, the mighty man, the prophet of God. And he's at the front gate of the temple in Jerusalem. He's in a rack. He's in a torture place. He's miserable. He's hurting. He's dying. All the people are coming by mocking him, mocking God, laughing at him. And he's crying out. And he yelled out, I hate the day that I was born. Look at where I am. God, they're mocking me. They're mocking you. Look at this tribulation. What He was really saying, I quit! I'm finished! There's a time you come and you feel like it. When you're in the rack, in anger and bitterness, and all that illness upon you, but God called you. He planted a tree for you. He's got a calling on every one of you youth. I pray this weekend and this week be such a wake-up call for you that you will understand the call deep in your heart that God's got upon you. God called us. But here's what the Holy Spirit was saying. He's hurting, but He's my man. He's still my man. I remember the call that I called you. But there's a word in that Scripture. It says this, But... That but is like, wow! But, these are the words. I quit, I'm finished. But, his words was in my heart is a burning fire shut up in my bones. I will never quit because there's a fire burning in my bones. That was the words of Jeremiah and it ought to be your words. God, there's a fire burning in my bones. Lord, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to move forward. And I'm not going to let any of this tribulation, the trial, the bitterness, it's not going to stop me. It's not going to slow me down because there's a fire burning in my bones. Can you give the Lord a praise? Sometimes you get to the point. You just go, I'm finished. That's the time that you go, no, devil, I'm not going to listen to that word. I'm going to stand on my feet. I'm going to raise my hands. And I'm going to praise you through this tribulation. And I'm going to praise you through this problem. <laughs> Glory. Wow. Would you bow your head with me? Whew. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask you and I'm going to be quick. So please don't hesitate. Whatever you do, don't hesitate this call. Because God is calling this morning. If you say, Pastor, I have a bitterness. I have a bitterness because of broken relationships. I have a bitterness because they fired me. I'm tired of being sick. I'm tired of being ill. I'm tired of not feeling right. Lord Jesus, I'm tired of bitterness. There's some here this morning that said, man, I've got a lot of stuff on my life. I've got a lot of stuff in my past. And there's some here today, you've never given it all to God. You gave Him a little bit of you, but you've never made Him the Lord of your life. Jesus said, can I be your Lord? I want to ask you this morning, everybody's got their eyes closed. Praise God. If that's you today, and said, so, man, Pastor, I just don't know you. I had a friend call me early this morning and said, man, there's going to be people saved and set free in that church today. So I'm going to ask you, if that's you, would you stretch your hand up? I want to pray for you this morning. I see that hand. These hands. Would you stand to your feet? These Just the ones that raised your hands. Come on, guys. i already seen you now. It's not embarrassing. All right? There you go. There you go. Now, would you slip out and come down here? Because I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray over you. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, folks. Praise the Lord for it. Amen. Come on now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you something, guys. Everybody, look here. Let me tell you how awesome God is. I mentor a lot of men and women called me this morning so I've already counted and he said pastor I'm driving down the road last night and it's so late I couldn't hardly think because the Lord showed me a number of people that are going to give their life to you today I said okay praise God he said I've never done this before and I don't want to do it but I, I'm going to give you the number I said okay guys it's exactly the number that's up here right here I want you to pray after me. Amen? Pray this prayer after me. Then ministry team, once I get through praying, could you all take them to the side? Okay? And we got some more that the Lord showed me. All right? Guys, you got to understand one thing about me. I'm not bashful. right? If we make a call and you don't come up here, I'll just come after you. Yeah. All right? I've been down in Mexico so long. You know, we do things different down there. Amen? So, all right, grab hands with each other, would you please? Come on, everybody, we're going to pray. Guys, would you stand to your feet and press into this prayer, everybody? Thank you, Jesus. Father, everybody pray with me. Father, in Jesus' name, name, I give you praise. praise. Lord, Lord, I I give you my heart. Everything. I give, I give You. I hold nothing back. I, nothing back. I, make, you. I make You the Lord of my life. Of my life. Dear, Jesus. Dear Jesus, I give You praise, I give you praise. For, writing my name. for writing my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. In the Lamb's Book of life. Father, Father. I, repent. I repent of all my sins. Mm -mm. I repent repent. of the unforgiveness unforgiveness. that I have that I I now give you you. thank you you. for giving me in Jesus name name. Amen Amen. ministry team would y'all come Would y'all go this way? Just keep standing, guys. We're going to be quick. All right? Guys, if y'all would just walk that away so they could get your names down, please. Please, thank you. some in that group and I'm going to go pray with him in just a minute. Okay? There's some people in here today that you're bound up with things of the past. Even though you've given it away and you keep giving it away, you keep taking it back. And there's some bitterness, some envy, some strife. Today. Today, guys. The chains hit the floor. You're not going to be chained anymore. You're not going to be bound to that bitterness anymore. Today is a day of freedom. Amen. So would you come? I personally am going to pray for everybody that comes. Come on. Come on. If that's you, come on, guys. Come on. Me guys? God planted a tree just for today. No more bitterness. No more anger. Join hands with each other. We're going to pray. Guys, can you stretch your hands forward and be part of it? lay your hands on them we're going to pray Father in Jesus name we declare your goodness and your glory in this place thank you Lord we declare your word thank you Lord bitterness be gone in Jesus name Lord we thank you and praise you Lord touch them God Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for taking it away in Jesus' name. Bless them, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. No more chains. No more bitterness, Lord. No more anger in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, God. Bless you, God. Thank you, Father. No more. No more. Get out of the chair, get out of that place. And grab hold of somebody beside you. hurting hurting really bad. Okay. So when I dismiss you, if you got a problem with your back, or you have an illness or infirmity, all right, I want you to come right here. And we'll lay hands on you and pray. Guys, you have to understand where my heart is on that. they told my wife there's no way you'll live you're going to die I promised the devil that day you made the worst enemy you have ever made and from that day on my faith rose praying over the sick I don't care what your infirmity is God has planted a tree for that he has placed his healing upon that already. It's just accepting it and receiving it and walking in it. We have seen the blind healed, the deaf healed. We've seen guys... I prayed for a guy in Mexico here a while back that he came and sat in a chair because he couldn't walk. He said, I got in a bad accident and it crushed my leg. And when I reached down to grab his, his knee, his knee was just gnarled, guys. It was like... It was twice the size of the other one. And it was just bones broken. It wasn't taken care of. The doctors just sent him home. You'll be like that the rest of your life. And I said, you're not going to be that the rest of your life. Because we serve a God that He said, He's a healer. Amen? So we just believed that. All of a sudden, I, started lo- I laid my hands on His legs. And guys, I started feeling bones move in His legs. I started seeing bones shift. His knee moving and going around. And all of a sudden, I see a smile on his face like you've never seen a smile on a toothless man. And all of a sudden, he was healed. He jumped up to his feet, gave God praise. Why can't that be you? Amen? Why can't that be you? Amen. So, Father, we declare We thank you and praise you. Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, I praise you for all the salvations. Lord Jesus, we thank you. And all the ones that have released bitterness and anger and strife. God, I pray over them. Lord, never again will that come upon them. And Lord, we're excited in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted out, Amen. Give the Lord a praise. Amen.